on the miles with that yank hard yesterday, Skip. I be on these miles of hen dog, and now y'all got problems with me. That, Let uh... me celebrate. <clears throat> you know I got to intro this thing. What up? Uh, I just want a Picasso in my casa, no my castle. I'm a hassa, no I'm an asshole. I'm never satisfied, cannot my hustle. I want a Rocco, no, I want a Rocco, no. I want a white and fuck me like prostitute. Let's make love on the million in the dirty hotel with the fan on the ceiling, uh. All for the love of drug dealing, uh. Marble flaws, uh, gold ceilings, uh. Oh, what a feeling. Fuck it, I want a billion. Jeff Coon balloons, I just want to blow up. Condos in my condos, I want to row up. Krispies with my Missy, live at the MoMA. Bacon, some turkey bacon, smell the aroma. Oh, what a feeling. Yo, 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 what up, what up, what up, what up? It's your boy Jumpman Jones. You're now live inside a special edition of the Kickin' Shit Podcast. All right, so joining me today is the usual suspects. To my right is the comedian, the funny, the talented. It's your boy Jells, aka Jelly. Put me on the bread till I'm fed. Young, uh, okay, not bro. young Picasso. Yeah, young Picasso. Your yeah, motherfucking super man is James the Jellyfish. That's What's going right. on, brother? <laughs> he is I and I am. To my, left, <laughs> to my left is my boy. It's my partner. This is my dog. It's Mr. Jukebox Johnny, aka Crown Daddy, aka Crown Poppy, Artie El Himio, Poppy, the Avion Don, the Malargo Ho, whichever one of y'all on that night. What up? What up? What up? What oh, up? Daddy, yeah. are you on the radio? What's going yeah, on? Straight yeah. up. Straight up. Killing these damn tags. <laughs> right. <laughs> been practicing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> been fucking up all year. Wait till the end of the year to get it right. Hey, I'm good. Starting 2020. Uh, what, 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 what's the year <laughs> we 2022? 2022 on the right foot. 2022 on the right foot. That's right. All right, man. Today, man... Um, we figured that we give y'all an episode to uh, educate y'all on some things that we kind of mentioned on this show, man. Every now and then on this show, you hear us mention cryptocurrency, investing, and NFTs. And NFTs have been the new thing. I know I've been wanting to know about NFTs personally. And so um, my boy Santana, shout out to him. He hooked me up with a guy named Rich. Rich actually owns a DB. I mean, mm, owns an NFT company. And so we're going to reach out to him in a minute. Um, and talk to him and get a lowdown on these NFTs. But other than that, how you guys doing tonight? Doing good, good doing good. Good, man. You nigga ready to learn about these uh, NFTs, man? What is an NFT? Uh, hopefully we f- figure that out. We're going to figure that out. But, but my basis knowledge is, is, and this is without me calling him and knowing anything, it's a non-fungible token. It normally is used in the art space on the Ethereum network. Now, what all that means, we'll find out here in a minute. I hope so. <laughs> but that's like my brief on it. I heard yeah. they said MT is like a form of, form of uh, NFT. I don't know. Like nah, MT I know from- Just doing my research, I seen that they had this one NFT called uh, CryptoPunk. And the highest selling one sold for like $7.5 million. Yeah. And it's just like a picture of a monkey. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And crypto thugs. Uh they got crypto thugs. You got apes in space. Uh-huh. Apes in space is hot. Oh, I seen that. Apes yeah, and I seen theirs. They, they um who we about to interview and uh, the, the DBs, DBs. Yeah. I've been like actually five hundred dollars. I've been pricing DBs because I was I'm looking for one that I actually want. Yeah. Well it's point one Ethereum. But once they sell out, then they're gonna sell for more because then you can't claim anymore. You're gonna have to from what I'm doing my research on. If you got a DB, you can resell it. Man, let me check my shield. <laughs> check your shield. Uh, <laughs> I heard Elon Musk just did some shit and crypto went up. Oh, word. What do you do? Said something about Doge. He became person of the year. Maybe that's what it was. <laughs> he became person of the year last year and Jada Kiss. <laughs> Black people didn't agree. Jada Kiss was person of the year. <laughs> and when they when they posted I it, I was so. like, damn, I should have said that. On our year end wrap up You should have man Cause Jada Kiss was Either real nigga of the Will year Smith Or person of the and year And Sherelle said Lil Nas X Which I agreed with that Yeah That that had to be like The realest move of the year um, Lil Nas X Yeah here we go <laughs> In, Lil Nas X probably got Some NFTs out here 
the sparkling NFTs, the bedazzled NFTs. You stupid. <laughs> All right, man. Rick Ross just did an NFT. He did. He NFT'd his album. See, that's what I'm saying. So I guess this is just for like if you got music, you got some type of artwork. Um, I gotta figure out what I'm an NFT. I'm gonna NFT these porns. That that, that. <laughs> see here we that's go. That's what I heard. That's what I heard. <laughs> but now I'm, I'm I'm about to get him on the phone. It's not All right, time. sure, man. I don't want to waste his time. I know where he at. Over there, the sun probably still out. You heard me? Can um y'all hear it? Y'all hear it? Mm-hmm. Right. Rich homie, baby. Hello, hello. Hey, what's going on, Rich? This is uh, Jumpman Jones. I'm calling you from the podcast, the Kickin' Shit Podcast, KSP, man. What's going on? What's good? I'm <laughs> chilling, man. It's, it's been a big day of recording, and this is kind of my last stop for the day, and I couldn't be happier to be to be hanging out you know, with y'all, talking about NFTs and art and whatever else y'all want to talk to talk about. You know? Of course. Of course. Let me introduce you to the fellas real quick, man. Um... um can you hear? Can you can you, can you hear me well? Yeah, I cool. can hear you loud and clear. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Uh, on my left side, although you can't see me, but you'll see it when the video drops. Uh, it's my boy Jukebox Johnny. Man, this is Rich, and uh, Rich also on my right side is my boy James D Jellyfish Comedian. Uh, what up? <laughs> what up, Rich? Nice. What's up? What's up? What's up? Hey, man. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, Johnny and James, I like it. All right, uh, yeah, man. Great, great, great to meet. And uh, yeah, man, this is cool. I I've been checking out what KSP is about, and I gotta say, you know, I really appreciate the thoughtful, you know, uh, the effort that y'all are putting into, you know, making some quality content. And I see what y'all are trying to build, and I I I, I dig it, man. I, I fuck with it, and I apologize. Is this is this like can we cuss on this? Man, all day, like, man. That's all we do. Okay, okay. Some of the stuff uh, you, we say you on know. here, you fuck No, man. <laughs> <laughs> all right cool um well yeah man i i appreciate y'all having me on and, and I, I like what y'all are doing thanks no, man no doubt man um listen man and and we we, we i don't even want to skip ahead to what you got going on because what you got going on is super dope i want to build up to it but first i've already introduced you to the audience um go ahead and introduce yourself um what you do in the nft space and um you know your, your brand like go ahead brag on yourself for a minute <laughs> <laughs> it's not my strong suit uh i'm not gonna lie talking about myself but uh yeah man my name is gifted that's my you know my metaverse moniker my experimental artist name i actually came up with that when i was you know teaching myself to produce music about five years ago mm. and uh and you know i was thinking ahead to like when our digital lives are becoming more and more valuable which is you know now we're there right that's what the metaverse is you know what a lot of people think is that it's not a specific place um but it's it's a time it's a singularity mm-hmm. when our digital our digital lives become more valuable than our physical lives right and yeah. so what what we're witnessing and what we're talking about here and what everybody's trying to to get a, a handle on is literally the fact that we are approaching the metaverse, we are entering into the metaverse, we're into this liminal space, uh, where it's like, you know, our digital lives are maybe as important, if not becoming more important than our physical lives. And it's a very strange, surreal thing that um, we're all kind of experiencing collectively, right. And so, you know, thinking ahead, I was like, I, I want to come up with a brand for myself. And so gifted is is me. And that's, that's who I am. But uh, I'm the co-founder of the Nifty Castle, and so it's niftycastle.io. That's our company. That's our our umbrella brand. Our you know that's our our banner. And uh, and I started that with my co-founder Woboy uh, in January of this year. So January 2021, when um, you know I finally was persuaded by a friend of mine to get on the Clubhouse social audio app. And immediately when I got in there, I, you know, found the NFT rooms and fell, fell down the rabbit hole. And I knew when I, when I started to get a grasp of the potential and the power of what blockchain technology and NFTs could do to empower artists and creatives, I just knew immediately that this was a place and a space that I wanted to, to be in. And uh, so, yeah, I, I hit up my, my homie, Whoa Boy, and I was like, yo come get into this with me and let's just start building and we'll figure it out. 
um, as we go. And so we started building this community, um, you know, just totally organically ground up uh, on the Clubhouse app and, uh, you know, hosting rooms, supporting artists. It just started as a community of artists supporting other artists. Mm. And, uh, and out of that, you know, we've just built, you know, our, our own boutique NFT studio, if you will. You know, it's kind of that that's what it is. We started uh, sourcing artists and ideas from our own community to develop into uh, IP, you know, IP and, and brands that are native to the crypto and NFT space. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how we, we got going. And, you know, we, we've got now what I think is one of the most valuable, you know, niche NFT communities that, you know, not a lot of people know about yet. Cause again, it's, we don't have any Mark Cubans or big backers or any big money investors. It's all community driven. It's all, you know, grassroots organic. Mm -hmm. Um, and, but that's, you know, we, we like that cause we think what we're building long-term is, is more valuable. And that's, um, so yeah, man. And that's the DB's community, right? Yes, sir. So, yeah. So, so Nifty Castles, the banner company, the umbrella, right. And, and, uh, DB's is our first big IP. It's our first project right underneath the Nifty Castle banner. And not to cut you off, explain to our listeners, mm -hmm. because our listeners, we love them to death. But if you like me and anybody else out there, intellectual property, right? That's IP. Yes, sir. Gotcha. Yes, sir. Right. Yep. Yep. So, and, and that, that just means a property, right? It's intellectual property, but it, it's, it's a property. So just like Marvel, you know, uh, owns Iron Man, you know, Iron Man is, is an IP, uh, that is one of their properties. And so they own the intellectual property and the rights to go and turn that into everything that they want, right? They've got the merchandise rights, they've got the film and TV rights, and they can license that out to other people like Netflix. Um, but they own, they own that property. Um, and so, yeah, so DBs, and that's, that's how we started thinking about the Nifty Castle from the jump, right? Like there's a lot of people now that are getting into the space, you know, with a lot deeper pockets than we do per se, mm -hmm. Um, you know, people like, uh, Tom Bilyeu, you know, who, you know, I, I got a lot of love and respect for Tom and, and you know, he, there's people like that that are coming in and saying, oh, we're going to create the Disney of the NFT space. But, uh, you know, we really were some of the first people to kind of look at it like that. And, and that, you know, when we started the Nifty Castle, what we imagined and, and what we're trying to build long-term is a destination that bridges both the metaverse and, you know, the real world where you can go experience all these different rich worlds and characters. Um, just like when you go to a Disneyland or a Disney world, you know, you go into uh, that, that destination, but underneath that banner, you've got a bunch of different cool worlds like star Wars and whatever else that you can go experience. And so that's kind of the big picture idea um, that we're, that we're aiming to build with a nifty castle. You know, it's, it's a family friendly inclusive environment where you can experience and explore the potential of nfts as a new creative medium and uh and yeah man that's 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 the idea that's the vibe and so db's is our first big ip that we launched a couple months ago mm -hmm. um you know i i'm happy to take a step back and kind of get into that because that's a whole massive process in of itself right so to launch one of these big nft projects i think hold there's on, a lot on. of people before you oh, skip yeah, ahead what mm -hmm. what are the NFTs? Like, what is NFTs? What What is that? Break that piece down. Because I'm pretty sure yeah. a lot of people want to know what the NFTs are in the first place. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, NFT stands for non-fungible token, which just means that they're unique tokens. Uh, fungible means that they can be switched out without any exchange of value. So a dollar bill is actually fungible. Right. So if, if we each have a dollar bill and we trade dollar bills, no, there was no real value exchange because they're not unique. Right. But a non fungible token means that it is a unique token. It has a unique ID attached to it. Um, and it's actually it is a it is technology. Right. And so I think a lot of people, because one of the primary applications that NFTs are being used for right now is for digital media and art. A lot of people conflate the art with the NFT, um, so they think that the art is the NFT, but the art and the digital media and the different files that are attached to the token are just the metadata that are attached to it. The actual NFT itself is the serialized token that lives on the blockchain, so it's actually like a piece of code. It's the technology that underwrites those files. 
right? So, um, so yeah, an NFT to try and put it more simply is basically just a certificate of authenticity. Mm. It's a serial number, right? Mm-hmm. So, so if you own that NFT, then you own the unique, you know, uh, serial number, the unique ID for whatever is attached to it, whether it be art or music or, you know, in the future, your medical records or a car or a house. Oh, mm-hmm. oh wow. Okay. That's deep. That's real deep. Right. Yeah. Cause go ahead. Now nah, I was just going, this is Johnny here. Oh, well, why would someone want to own a NFT? Yeah, that's a big question, right? There's yeah. a lot of reasons. Um, for one, it's they're immutable and they are extremely safe because they can't be forged, they can't be faked, they can't really be stolen unless you know you you make the mistake of somehow exposing yourself to you know being hacked somehow, right? So because these are um, unique serial numbers, unique, you know, certificates of authenticity, unique IDs that are written into the blockchain, they're immutable. Like they can't once they're deployed through a smart contract on the blockchain, you really can't change them. So they can't be forged. They can't be faked. And they're on a public ledger so that you can see exactly where they came from or the word that, you know, that everybody uses in the blockchain space is provenance. So you can see through the blockchain, which again is a public ledger, uh, and a public ledger that is immutable, cannot be changed or faked. You can see the source, where it originated, where it came from, who's owned it, how much it was bought and sold for. All of this data is public knowledge that cannot be forged or faked, mm-hmm. right? So it makes a lot of things uh, much safer, much more efficient. It um, it lets you authenticate and verify very important critical documents or, again, like when I said medical records, I'm not joking. Like already hospitals are, are implementing and looking to implement blockchain technology for things like medical records because these are very important critical documents that you need to be able to track and that you don't want to be missing up. And using the blockchain allows you a way to do that that cuts out a lot of middlemen, right? It's decentralized. Yeah. So that's the other big, big part of this, right? And what does decentralized mean? That just means that there's no one uh there's no one central authority Mm -hmm. there's no there's no one bank of information right so you know chase is a let's just use chase bank right i'm not trying to pick on them i i use chase bank right so that's why it's the first one that comes to mind chase has a lot of branches and they're all over the world but they're still very centralized right and so at the end of the day if for any reason chase went out of business like that would be a problem for me um the ideal and the the idea behind blockchain and why it's so powerful and why people uh, believe in it is that it's it cuts out the middleman. It's decentralized and theoretically it can be protected and exist you know in perpetuity forever, right? So, so one of the reasons why you might want to create or buy NFTs is that they are like time capsules. Like these are things in history that once they're written on to the blockchain and deployed, that they can theoretically last forever as long as they are you know properly decentralized and you know they're they're handled a certain way. Um, but that's one of the things that people in the blockchain and NFT space look for specifically when they're looking to buy and invest in different projects is how decentralized is it? Is it truly decentralized or is it maybe, is it using a more centralized smart contract that only parts of it are centralized? Um, because anytime that something is centralized, you're actually more at risk, uh, than when it's completely decentralized and there's no one central you know, vector, uh, like attack vector, right? So uh, in blockchains, what that looks like is that there's a bunch of different, what are called nodes. And nodes are basically voluntary uh, components of a large computer network, Which right? Is- so there's all these all these computers around the world that are basically participating in this large network, backing up and verifying transactions. And so it, there's no one place that you could attack to take this down. Mm-hmm. So that therefore that would help so it cemented the NFTs pretty much keeping them safe. It's not simple. Yeah, now, exactly. Yep. Now is the NFT representative like, uh, like you got BTCs, you got Ethereum, you got, uh, you got Bitcoin cash, you got XRP. Is NFT one of those or is NFT something that is, 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 is separate from actual cryptocurrency? 
so yeah so what you just named are examples of cryptocurrencies right and so there's a lot of different cryptocurrencies out there and nfts are written onto specific blockchains that are those same cryptocurrencies so they are very much tied together in certain ways but they're but they're also kind of two separate things that can exist uh like you know mutually exclusively i guess you could say so uh one important thing to to note about you know there's there's a lot of different cryptocurrencies out there there's actually only about i believe like 15 main nets and so main nets are things like bitcoin ethereum you know binance litecoin and then there's all these other cryptocurrencies and coins that are what are called like layer twos or roll-ups that are actually built on top of those main nets so like solana i believe and I, again i'm not an expert so you know I, I get torn up but uh so you know don't quote me on any of this but i'm speaking from what i understand uh solana is a really popular crypto right now that's starting to be used a lot for nfts because of some of its capabilities but it's actually not a main net it's actually uh, i believe built on the larger ethereum network um so so yeah, any NFT that you have is is going to be basically an application, like a Web three, Web three which you know we can dig into that. You might have start, started to hear Web three is basically just decentralized internet. It's the future of internet, uh, and and yeah, so everything that we're doing, the metaverse, trying to develop our NFT projects, it's all moving in Web three. Um, and so what NF most NFTs are is they are basically web apps developed for the decentralized internet which is web3 that live on these different blockchains got it right so 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 when you hear the the word smart contract there's a lot of kind of confusion around what that is sometimes because of the word contract right mm -hmm. but it's actually it's interesting why that word is chosen right because typically when we think of a contract we think of something that is a legal document right but smart contracts are not at all legal documents they're just programming code they're literally like applications right mm -hmm. so they're just they're just they're just programs um but the reason they're called smart contracts is because again if we take a step back right i was talking about how these things are basically immutable like you can't really change something once it's written into the blockchain once it's in the public ledger and it's and and it's gone through the transaction hash has been successfully you know uh, validated and it's written into the blockchain, you can't go back and change that. And so, basically, when you deploy a smart contract onto a blockchain, it's like you're basically writing a contract because you can't change that, right? So it's like you you set up the rules, you code this contract, this smart contract, this program to do the functions that you that you want it to do. But then once you deploy it, it's kind of like you shake hands, you say, okay, mm. this is it, right? Mm -hmm. So so that's that's what a smart contract is. It's basically a program that runs on uh, on web three on these on these blockchains. I'm not I'm not gonna lie to you, uh Rich. The web three sounds so much like the matrix. It's almost like the metaverse <laughs> yeah. and the metaverse yep. and the web three. It sounds like something we all plug into and like you said in the beginning, start to live our lives on our own own pieces of art or movies or things on, but actively be on all the time. Am Absolutely. I, man. Okay, okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and, and I mean it's like it is it is kind of what it is. I've that there's a whole, you know, there's a whole part of this that we could get into too, which is sort of like what is the what are your what are what's the ethics or the morals behind being part of building this right i kind of take the stance that it's it's happening no matter no matter what right like the technology is moving forward you know the metaverse is is on our doorstep and we all have this incredible opportunity to be part of building it mm -hmm. and trying trying to build it with uh, basically make the change that we want to see, right? That That's what's so powerful and exciting. And again, one of the things that drew, you know, us with the Nifty Castle in to start building in it is, is the potential that we can actually make some real systemic changes because Web3 is a new paradigm, right? Like I, I mentioned 
I call it a new creative medium, but it's, it's really so much more than that because when you get rid of all the centralizing, you know, all, all the, all the middlemen, all the centralizing institutional forces and all the traditional rules, and you kind of throw that out, um, to an extent, right? Obviously it's not ever entirely, but you say, Hey, we've got a chance now to build something that's fully decentralized, that's community driven, that's more equitable from the jump that can redistribute wealth to artists and humanitarians and create generational wealth and new, new models and new structures. Um, that's, that's what's happening. Right. And so, you know, we, we can kind of go back and forth about like, Oh, what's the moral, you know, quandary with, you know, trying to accelerate or help people move into this, this new metaverse matrix reality or whether that's good or not, or you can say, Hey, this is probably, it's probably going to happen either way. How do we try and see the change that we want to see in this new world or architect it in better ways so that we don't just create Web 2.0 again in Web 3? What, um, yep. what, would, what would keep – well, I know a lot of – some people are weary about that new world with, with the metaverse, and they're very reluctant to it. You know what I'm saying? Right. They're very reluctant to it And although it sounds great Like what what keeps that world From the big sharks coming in With their money and their power And taking that world over Like how do you keep that safe Yeah I said I had a question Where I saw I I was listening to a podcast And they said that someone bought A lot of land inside the metaverse It was like a big company came in And they purchased a lot of land Inside the metaverse So it seems like these corporations Are still trying to weasel their way into this of course, right? And and I, we're never going to be able to get away from that entirely, right? But we can at least we can we can force the topic and make them come and play on some of our terms instead of having to go and just exist in their world, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's the paradigm shift, right? And so to answer your question quite simply, like what's going to stop that, or what's like I don't think we can stop it, but I think back to the point we can help rewrite the rules and hopefully actually make some real changes that we can't otherwise right um like y'all may or may not have seen this nike actually just made a really big acquisition they bought artifact which is a web3 native studio um which is a massive uh acquisition and so nike just went in you know head first like all the way in on web3 right which i was like and which i would mm -hmm. say people seen that headline and up until now i didn't know what that meant (laughs) because i didn't know it just said they bought space in the they bought some licensing in the metaverse and it didn't explain it it didn't say anything and nor did i know what it meant when i dug into it so now talking to you I know what they just did, but, but go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So, so artifact is, is a really amazing, you know, studio. They develop NFT projects and they develop a lot of metaverse, uh, you know, a lot of metaverse capabilities. Um, they're definitely some key architects in the metaverse, which is why I think a lot of people are, a lot of people see it as selling out. And to your point, there's a lot of, um, a lot of questioning around, you know, is this good or bad? you know, for the metaverse and the future of Web3 and all that stuff. Um, Adidas is also partnering with Bored Apes, you know, uh, Arizona Ice-T and all these people. I think Visa bought a CryptoPunk. So they're coming. Yeah, I've seen they, Adidas Ape. Yeah, yeah I've seen that. It's, yeah. It's, it's, it's happening no matter what, right? I think it's up to us, though, again, to try and create the change that we want to see. And so to me... Again, the, there's there's a there's an opportunity now for us to be getting in, learning, and building as quickly as we can, so that again, it doesn't just end up being the same Web 2.0 in the metaverse, right? Um, I think one of the biggest one of the biggest challenges that we're definitely facing is Facebook, because mm-hmm. they renamed themselves as Meta. And and they already own Oculus and they have a massive wow. you know distribution channel and so like Facebook is already setting up to try and own the metaverse or at least a big oh, part of it. See, that's what so, I was right? saying. I thought they created the metaverse. Yeah, we thought yeah, they. Created, I thought they yeah. did too. We didn't know that. No, <laughs> no, no. So the the metaverse again. That like, motherfucker if, 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 Zuckerberg. Yeah. Zuckerberg. <laughs> Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg. Anybody? Motherfucker, man. He's yep. been stealing shit yep. since been stealing shit. Hey man, I don't <laughs> motherfucker face yep. look like it just got steel on it. Like 
It's yeah. mine. Give I mean, it. we, and, and so we got to hold these people accountable, you know, cause he could totally suck everything up and, uh, and we don't <laughs> want it up. Um, but, but that is going to be like, to me, one of the biggest challenges. So he didn't, he didn't create the metaverse again. If we take a, a step back, like what is the metaverse? It is actually like, it's an idea and it's, it's a time. It's a, it's a singularity when our digital lives become more valuable than our physical lives so nobody owns the metaverse there's a bunch of different virtual worlds that are called metaverses that are all being developed right now Mm. but all of them all of them together are just participating in this bigger idea of the metaverse and so like in the future like you know if i'm looking at what are the things that are gonna be successful and and you know where do i want to be investing or thinking about um interoperability is going to be key, right? And interoperability just means it's it's the opposite of being just siloed off in your own little walled garden. It's how do I play together with the rest of the metaverse? Mm. How do I integ- how do I integrate with all the different apps and all the other virtual worlds, right? So, mm. you know, um, hopefully, you know, Facebook and Meta are going to be finding ways to be interoperable and support other communities as well. But this is, it's up to us to be watching and paying attention and trying to, you know, support the good things and, and not support the bad things. But, but no, Facebook does not own the metaverse. The metaverse is an idea and, um, you know, and, and many of us in the community are going to be doing our best to build outside of their walled garden or outside of the Facebook ecosystem, because, uh, you know, we can look at what they've done in web two and, you know, I, I would argue that they haven't handled their power very responsibly. Um, Rich, this is James Jellyfish. I'm kind of the kind of the uh, conspiracist of the show. <laughs> so, like, I I'm honestly confused as fuck because <laughs> it's like I hear the metaverse. It it from what I'm hearing, it's supposed to be like a virtual space, right? Am I wrong? Yeah, well, I, I think again, it's like the the term metaverse is used to describe these virtual worlds, right? Right, so, and so so right now there are there are more than a handful, but I'll, I'll name like a few of the again like kind of quote unquote metaverses that exist right now, right? So there's the sandbox, which you know Snoop Dogg is in, and you know uh, Artifact is definitely big in there, and see, you know Nike yeah. and Adidas and Board Apes. So the sandbox is a virtual, you know, it, it looks very much like kind of like a, a Minecraft 2.0, except that it's built on the blockchain. Yeah, um, I actually seen Decent- that today. That yep. what you're mentioning. Yep. Now I know what it is. Okay. Yep. So that's that's an example of a, a, a metaverse, uh, a virtual world. Um, there's Decentraland. There's Crypto Voxels. Um, you know, so there there's a few um, already that are doing pretty well, and then there's quite a quite a lot of others that are being developed as well. Like one of our friends is basically shoestringing, you know, developing their own metaverse from an NFT project called uh, New Pangea. So it's called Frogland, Frogland.io, and they they launched a generative NFT project of 10,000 notorious frogs. And for each frog that you own, you get a plot of land in their metaverse that they're developing with some game publishers. You know, so it's like there's all these different virtual worlds. And then, you know, yeah, you get into gaming. Like there's there's a bunch of gaming developers and different companies popping up that are developing their own virtual worlds for their NFTs and their games as well, right? Yeah. Um, I was thinking about, um, you know, like when I was in sixth grade, I used to play The Sims. It kind of reminds me of like The Sims living in that world of The Sims or maybe Animal Crossing, something similar to that. Is that right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, those are those are great examples of what some of these things could look like. But also, you know, there's a lot of different ways that it can go. Right. You can also do fully immersive VR. Um, You know what I mean? So instead Mm -hmm. of it just being more of like a cute little uh, third person video game, you know, that's pixelized or, you know, uh, pixelated, you could go first person, fully immersive, full VR. Um, in, into into a you know certain virtual worlds as well. Right. Ready, player Ready player one. one. <laughs> Ready player. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Mm. And and you know we're we're still like these things are happening now, but we're still a long way from them being again like kind of as like like Ready Player One level, right? right. Like we're 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 not we're not to Ready Player One level yet. It's going to take a while, um, but 
that's what's being built right now, right? So the technology has a long way to go, but it's it's actively being worked on by all the smartest people in the world, right? All, yeah. all together. So we're still in um, the infancy stages. It's still, this is still yeah. like a little baby, and we're 20, 30 years from now, we could be looking at something similar to Ready Player One. Yeah, exactly, right? It's, um, it is still very early, um, but I, I definitely, you know, I, I applaud y'all and I give y'all a lot of respect and love for, you know, for having me on and, and wanting to have these conversations and being curious about it and helping your audience, you know, start to, to learn a little bit more about it. Because I do think it's incredibly important for everybody to start to get, you know, as literate as they can on things like what is Web3, what is a blockchain, why, why, are NF, why do NFTs matter, what are the different utilities, um, all these things. Because, again, I... I at least am, am an NFT maxi in that, like, I believe, I think everything's going to be on the blockchain. I think everything's going to be an NFT. I think your house, your car, uh, medical records, I think, uh, yeah, man, I, I, I just think like, yeah, because then there's DAOs too, which DAOs are a whole other thing that we can get into. Um, but DAOs are basically decentralized autonomous organizations, which are a new business structure that are decentralized and so i think that DAOs are also going to become an important part of our day-to-day life over the next couple of years and so yeah man i just think it's important that even though we're still early that people start to educate themselves because there is a big opportunity again to get involved and help help build the metaverse help build web3 but we need we need good people with good intentions um who who understand it to to get involved and, and care i got i got one more question on the metaverse in general then i want to get into these db because I'm trying to own one, but um, the uh, you you just mentioned um, the exchange of like uh, uh, medical records and things like that, uh, important documents on um, the blockchain or on Ethereum or what have you. Um, and I, I and I was early into uh, the blockchain technology myself. You know what I'm saying? I was heavy on it. I, I looked at mad YouTube videos on it. And I did truly, and I still do truly believe like that is the safest way to exchange, whether it be currency or information because it's decentralized. But what I did notice when I started off in the space and just me being a realist, the U.S. government in the world that we live in, until they can figure out what it is and they can regulate it, it doesn't get, you know, it, that's what keeps those type of things in limbo. So I'm I'm trying to imagine is this a this is a space I could see them trying to regulate. How do you do you do you do you join the government and help them get things regulated or how do you push it forward? Is it the people that's going to keep pushing it forward without the government cuz I you know we I seen it with Bitcoin. You know, one of the things stopping Bitcoin is they want to regulate it and Bitcoin mm-hmm. doesn't want to be regulated. And so, you know, and then I seen it with XRP. They were moving towards uh, I think Western Union and being more centralized like you talked about before. So, what is going to keep this space or what is going to push this space forward forward and keep the US government or China's government or whatever government out of it? Yeah. So, I'm no foreign relations expert or, (laughs) or a regulatory authority expert, but I, you know, again, just being somebody who's been pretty involved in the space now for a couple of years. And, uh, obviously it's a big part of, you know, my life now and my business, I've been paying pretty close attention. Um, so look, nobody really wants to be regulated per se. However, it's important, um, that the government does, set some some guide rules and boundaries so that uh it can operate within the structures of you know traditional business and all these other things because that is going to be what pushes it forward is that the government needs to set some ground rules uh for things like stable coins um because at that point there's nothing stopping all businesses and everything moving onto the blockchain. Right. Mm-hmm. And so this is stuff that's, that's been in the works, you know, the government has been looking closely at it, trying to figure it out. And so I take the stance right now that, you know, I, I obviously hope that they're not going to overregulate and try and kill all this innovation that's happening, but I'm excited for them to at least start to introduce, you know, whatever regulations are going to come and get it sorted out because you're right. One of the things standing in the way 
of, of things taking off to kind of the next level right now is that everybody like there isn't any current like laws or regulations in place for any of it. Right. But the government is coming with that, right? It's, it's happening. It's coming. They're working on it. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to, you know, they're going to have some big announcements in 2022, possibly early in the year, um, especially again, hopefully about things like stable coins um, and that that is going to unleash a whole nother, you know, round of onboarding because um, once once they establish kind of the ground rules and they say okay this is this is something that we acknowledge and now we now we're, we're offering the rules for how how you as a business can can actually operate legally um, within these frameworks like that's going to be massive right so I I look at it in terms of like it's it's coming and it's it's going to be good um, to have some of that stuff uh, figured out. Because again, then it, it just opens up the doors for everybody else that's sitting on the fence saying like, oh, well, it's it's the Wild West. There's there's no clear regulation and that's too risky and dangerous. Um, so a little bit of regulation and at least having some some guidelines in place is, is a good thing. And it's going to be necessary um, to keep growing that. And I'll, I'll speculate a little bit more, too. I mean, that's already speculating a little bit. Um, but here's an interesting thought that, you know, I've heard some people talking about. And that's that China, because you, you also brought them up, China has actually really taken a very strong stance on crypto. And uh, I believe part of the reason why is because some of its citizens were people were becoming were amassing so much wealth that they could like theoretically challenge the government. Right. And obviously they're they're an authoritarian state, so that's not good. So uh, the Chinese government came in and they basically shut down you know all the mining and and you know took a very very hard stance yeah against against cryptocurrency now what this does for us is it presents a massive opportunity right because if china which was china was the hub for crypto it was the world's biggest crypto market all the mining was there a lot of the innovation was all happening there the The fact that they binance was over yeah yeah Yep. Yep. And so that offers a a massive opportunity for the West and for the United States. Mm. So the way that I look at it is that they're all of the biggest, like there's so much innovation, so much money, so much opportunity in the crypto uh, and blockchain space. Um, It would be foolish, absolutely foolish, in my opinion, for the U.S. government to overregulate it because the U.S. is now set to be the hub for all of that innovation gotcha. right yes so so again it's if you look at the really big picture about you know global powers and all this stuff again i'm no i'm no expert on foreign policy but i can tell you that if if you're concerned about china and you're trying to compete with china as a global power then you in my opinion the smartest thing you could do is figure out yeah how do we become the hub for all this innovation all this money and and all this business that's happening um so I'm 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 hopeful. I'm I'm you know cautiously optimistic, if you will, that the U.S. government will will not overregulate it to death. Oh, oh yeah, oh oh yeah, oh yeah. All right. Well, with, with the time we got left, man, let's get into the Nifty Castle some more. Let's get into the DBs. Um, I've been checking them out. I've been looking. I, um, I actually seen you know the artists who created them. Um. Let's let's uh, I guess explain the DBs, the Nifty Castle, where the idea for the Demon Heads come from. You know, how can people go yeah. about getting one? How do we get involved in in, in in this project? Let's get back to that. Yeah, man, and I I want to maybe take a step back and answer like your one of your initial questions just about like how to get NFTs or like how to kind of get involved. Um, whenever I'm, I'm on onboarding people to like, to who are interested in, you know, buying NFTs or crypto, what I always tell them is get, get a Coinbase wallet and then get a MetaMask wallet. It's just two things. All you need is a Coinbase, which is your crypto. That's your crypto marketplace where you can Mm -hmm. buy and trade different cryptocurrencies. And then your MetaMask wallet, it's, it's one of the most widely used and, 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 you know, best, web 3.0 browsers and ethereum wallets right mm-hmm. so you know to, to interact with all these nfts all these decentralized apps right um you know like, like we said uh, these nft projects are basically apps on in web 3 right that's what they are they're decentralized apps um 
to interact with them, you need a Web 3.0 browser. And so that's basically what, what MetaMask is. And it's an Ethereum wallet. So you can store coins and your NFT tokens and things like that Got in it. your MetaMask wallet. So that's what I recommend to everybody who's new is just get, especially if you're in the U.S., because I, I don't think Coinbase is is the market app for some other countries. But in the U.S., get a Coinbase wallet and then get a MetaMask wallet. And that's all you need. Okay. Um, so, yeah, man, I'd love to share more about DBs. Uh, so, again, we started Nifty Castle as an artist, uh, you know, a community of artists just supporting other artists and, you know, trying to collaborate with artists that we loved, that we thought were talented, you know, that needed more of a spotlight on them. And, you know, through that process and building our community, we discovered this this incredibly talented illustrator. Uh, I'm absolutely convinced he's a creative genius. His name's Sketchnate. And he's actually, <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely check out, he's check dope. out, yeah, man, check out Instagram.com slash sketchnate. Um, he, he posts a lot of dope content there. Um, and yeah, man, that Instagram is literally what convinced me is that he came into one of our early clubhouse rooms in the Nifty Castle where we were, we were playing a game called Take the Throne. And he's a really shy guy. Like he's not, he's, he's, he's not very outspoken, you know? Yeah. Um, but when I went and I tapped in and I scrolled through his Instagram, like, again, this was one months ago now, like maybe six, seven, eight, eight months ago now, I immediately knew like he just had it. Like he was so talented and it wasn't just because the art was dope. It's because he also has the voice, like his, his humor. Like if you read some of the captions with his characters and stuff like that, uh, he, he just has the whole package. And so I, I, I just knew immediately, it was like, dude, this, this, this guy's talented. Nobody knows who he is. He's, he's freaking brilliant. And so I started hitting him up. I was like, I just want to be your friend, you know, got on a call with him, told him that I believe, <laughs> you know, I just told him that I believed in him, you know? And, yeah. and so when, when he dropped his first NFT, which people call it a Genesis piece, right? Your Genesis piece is usually just your first thing that you meant, um, as an NFT, so when he minted his Genesis piece, he sent me like a little DM just being like, LOL, I minted a thing, like, you know, whatever. And I went and I swooped it up. Like I went and I bought it immediately. It didn't matter what it was. It was a silly little gif and I like way overpaid for it probably. It doesn't matter though because I just I, – I believed in this dude. I think he's so talented. And so I, I bought his, his, um, his first NFT and he later told me, you know, that nobody had ever valued his art that way. Like nobody had ever paid him that much for his art. Yeah. And so it really, it made an impact on him. And then, you know, a couple weeks later, he came and he pitched us this idea, which was DB's. Uh, he, at the time he had a little pitch deck and he had about 60 different traits together. And he, he was saying, you know, I think I could make maybe like a hundred or a couple hundred of these characters and and we were like, nah, man, this is bigger than that. Like, let's let's partner. And so we partnered with him. And over the course of about four months, we developed DBs into what it became and what it is now, which is 3,053 uh, cute as heck little demon babies that yeah. live, live on the Ethereum blockchain. And uh, it's the first ever generative project of its scale that is entirely handmade. Um, and so what that means is that for these larger NFT projects that have thousands of, of unique, you know, one of ones in them, you know, so there's like a lot of 10,000s, like the crypto punks and the board apes. And there's a lot with, you know, 5,000, 6,000, 7,000 unique one of one NFT characters in them. Mm -hmm. um, they're called, they're called generative art projects because you're usually using some kind of program or algorithm or, you know, uh, distribution, you know, whatever it is, you're basically creating some kind of randomized, program of these traits and then and so it generates all these different trait combinations for you and then they use a, a pipeline program that basically spits out the art right so they they put in the inputs they put in the layers and they put in like here here's the directions the the percentages and then the pipeline program runs it all through it and it spits out ten thousand different you know jpegs or so, pngs so a program spit out all of those yep. dbs yep Yep. So they just put in the inputs, they put in the layers and, and they tell it what to do. And then it, it creates the art for them. We didn't have a pipeline program when we were making this. Right. So we literally we made over 9000 uh, pieces of DB's art by like manually. Right. So 
um, which is an insane thing to do, and we'll never do that again. <laughs> just because of, that makes like, how much work it was. Yeah. yeah, but so so the reason it's over nine thousand is because one of the other things that makes it a unique project, and it was the first to do this, is that it's the first generative project where every single character comes with three versions. So there's even though there's only three thousand fifty three different characters every single character has three versions. So there's the DB, which is like the OG original character. Mm -hmm. Then there's a winky, a winky version of each DB. And then there's an X-ray skull version of each DB. So altogether, it's like, you know, almost 9,200 pieces of art that we made manually. Um, and so, yeah, man, it's, it's been going incredibly well. Uh, we recently surpassed, uh, you know, over a thousand unique collectors, over a million total revenue on the project. Um, Sketchnate was able to quit his job as soon as it launched and pursue his art full time, which to me is like Damn. the biggest thing in, in the world. Oh, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah, that's dope. Yeah, that's dope. man. Yeah, man. It's, it's huge. Like, uh, yeah. Cause he's, he's just a dope dude. And like one of my missions in life is that everybody knows Sketchnate's name and knows what a genius he is. Cause I just think he's so talented, man. And so the fact that he's, he's, his life has been changed and he's now able to pursue his, his art and his passion full time is amazing. And so, yeah, DBs is about 90% sold out right now. There's still about 300, I think left or so, uh, that mm -hmm. can be minted at niftycastle.io. But you can also pick them up at a discount on the secondary market on OpenSea right now because until they're 100% sold out, you know, the secondary market doesn't really pick up as much. So, you well, know, there's some. Some of them have. Some of them have. I looked. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, there there have been some that have sold for a fair amount, but there are some below mint price, you know, again, just for anybody who's just trying to get in and, and you know, uh, wants to get into a really amazing project and community uh, at a discount. There are some below mint price on OpenSea right now. Um, but yeah, our goal right now is to sell them all out by Christmas. And then, you know, we're developing the expansion to the whole world. So DBs come from a planet in Terabang, which is, you know, sketch Nate has a whole world in his mind called Interrobang where all these creatures and characters live and come from. Mm -hmm. And so we're actually in development on the next project with him called Witchy GFs or oh. Witchy Girlfriends. Okay. And so that's, yeah, that's an expansion on the world of DBs, on the world of Sketchnate that will build a lot of utilities um, for the DBs holders into it. And we're aiming to launch that in February, but there's, there's more info about that at nittycastle.io. Um, on the witchy gf page and yeah man if you got any other questions i'm happy to answer but y'all been y'all been super super awesome man and i really really appreciate y'all having me on yeah i do, I do got a question. i got one question too so doing the research for this i saw a crypto punk sold for like 7.5 million dollars why does someone pay 7.5 million dollars for that it looked like it was like a little monkey yeah yeah and i i don't even i i don't even think that that's the most expensive one that's sold to be honest um here, here's the thing um so CryptoPunks is, is like a whole deep thing that we could go into on its own but there's a reason why CryptoPunks specifically are are worth so much and it's not because of the artwork most of the people that that buy them and pay millions of dollars or have them will agree that it's it's not even it's not even that good of art. It's for the historical value because mm. they they were one of the first NFTs ever, uh, one of the first NFTs on the Ethereum blockchain, but they launched in like 2017 or something like that. Mm. Um, and, and so actually it's really crazy. Like you, you could go down a whole rabbit hole about CryptoPunks, but one of the craziest things about them is that when they launched them, they were giving them away for free. Wow. wow so yeah, yeah yeah so literally if if you were smart enough to see the future and get in and like grab yourself some free crypto punks in 2017 you know three four years years later you'd be a multi-millionaire mm. just from oh. uh, from owning these these little pixelated mm. jpeg characters you know um so yeah it's one of the things that people value in the blockchain space is being the first um and that's why i talk about dbs the way that i do is that we're, we're the first to do a lot of things. We're actually the first project. DBs is the first NFT project to sponsor a skate team also. I've seen that. So we, yeah, I've seen yeah, that. Yeah, so, so we actually just signed the second skater. His name is Bobby Snowden, um, super talented upcoming skater. The first one is uh, Santana Saldana. So we now have the DB skate team, and it's the first NFT team. Uh, 
project to ever sponsor skaters like that upcoming skaters and uh it's also the first to ever have unique descriptions so if you go check out db's and you look in the description every single one has a little short you know sentence or two story and they're different for every single one of them mm-hmm. no other generative project had did that right and, and it, it comes down to the innovation factor right people value innovation in the space because it's so technology technology driven so when you're the first to do something big like people really value that and CryptoPunks was one of the first to to do nfts and do a, a big i think they were the first to do a big ten thousand generative project which is now like one of the models you know that everybody's trying to replicate um i, I had a question at the end of what you said before johnny had a question <laughs> i'm sorry man i'm sorry jay-z oh. got a crypto punk jay-z got a crypto punk Oh, yeah. he does. I saw Gary V had like fifty nine yeah. crypto punks. Oh my gosh, Gary V got in early, and he he knew. He, and also, he had the money to like buy him. He he didn't get in in two thousand seventeen, but I think he got in in like twenty twenty, and he he saw what was coming, and he had some money to pick him up. He was probably buying him for like five thousand, ten thousand, twenty, thirty, fifty thousand dollars or something. Yeah, <laughs> and 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 they're they're all worth you know multiple you know millions of dollars now. So yeah. Well, I was he's about, doing all. He's doing all right. Well, I'm hoping the DBs turn into this. Now, are we can we use can we use <laughs> oh, the, are yeah. the DBs usable on the Web three? Are we taking them into the? Are, are we building Nate's world in the metaverse? Are they are they yeah. are they staying as uh this NFT art project that they are like? Are they transferable? Are we transferring this to the to metaverse? What are we doing? Here? Well, they well they they already live in in Web three, right? Okay. So by so by by nature of them being uh, NFTs that live on the Ethereum blockchain, like they are a, a DAP or a decentralized app that lives in, in web three. Right. So, um, so when, when they're all minted, like we, we're going to move all the metadata into, uh, like IPFS or decentralized servers so that it, it all lives on the blockchain theoretically forever. But then, yeah, man, we're, we're developing all kinds of cool things, uh, you know, and, and one of the goals again of the Nifty Castle is to be a destination in the metaverse where you can go experience all this stuff. So, you know, right now we're doing a lot of different kinds of artist collaborations. Uh, we're doing a lot of different, you know, sort of, uh, virtual events um but we're, we're definitely working on developing experiences uh in the metaverse and the dbs are going to be a big part of that because the dbs are they're they're basically like the base token for the nifty castle right mm-hmm. like the first a thousand collectors that we have of dbs they're like everything to us right the community is everything and those are our, our biggest fans right there right they're like our, our initial believers those are the first uh first people to to you know to be part of this thing with us. Um, and so everything that we're going to be doing in the future with the Nifty Castle, we're going to be looking for ways to drive value back to the DBs. And so, yeah, obviously anything that we're going to be building into the metaverse is, is going to be, uh, have a lot of DBs <laughs> involved for cool. sure. Dope. Cool. Um, well, um, I guess we'll wrap up with, uh, how can, um, you've said it plenty of times, but just one more time for everybody, how can they find you, uh, how can they uh, see Sketch Nate's artwork? Hold on, do you got any questions? My fault, James. You sure? I mean, I'm here for it. Such, hey, if, if if y'all got them, man, I'm I'm here for it. It's such a positive conversation. I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to <laughs> you know, negative it up. Man, listen, I I look forward to meeting you. Us as a crew, hopefully meeting you in person. Cause I would love for you to meet James in person. I don't think you have anything negative to say. I just think you want to get your conspiracies off. I think he would be the perfect guy to talk to for you. (laughs) (laughs) So, cause, cause he could break it down for you better. Right. We probably had to do it off camera. (laughs) But, um, yeah, man. Well, 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 I I will say this, especially because I think, you know, I'm guessing that your audience is a lot of people that might be, you know, maybe a little bit newer, you know, um, to web three and all this. And that's why we're, we're kind of talking about, a lot of this stuff, you do have to be very careful, right? So it's, it's not all roses and it's not all perfect. Like there's a lot of scammers. There's a lot of people that will take advantage of you. And so that's why education and having these conversations and asking questions is so important. Um, but yeah, never, never give out your seed phrase. Let's say that. Oh yeah. Always yeah. protect, protect your seed phrase. Those are your passwords. Anybody that asks you for your seed phrase, tell them the F off. Um, I forgot and, my and seed yeah, phrase. <laughs> yeah, write write down your seed phrase. Never ever give out your seed phrase, and be very careful of any malicious links. Don't like once you're in, once you're in Web three and you're in crypto, don't click on any malicious links because um, they can you know they can be 
yeah, they can get into your stuff maybe. And that's, that's no good. I've, I've had quite a few friends that have been hacked that have lost all their NFTs and their crypto oh, because hmm. they Oof. clicked on the wrong links Hell and stuff. No. And, yeah, man. So, that so they're, they're, they're more dangerous because you know, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. my bad. Go ahead. Bye. Well, there, there's, there's real conspiracies. Like, you know, Elon Musk's Twitter got hacked and he sent out and they sent out a tweet saying, Hey, send me one ETH one ethereum and i'll send you three ethereum through elon musk's like legit twitter oh, and i had at least i had at least one friend that got scammed doing that right so it's like there are real conspiracies and real things to watch out for uh for sure and so you just got to be careful and uh yeah man protect your energy protect your your seed phrase all right well um well one more time what can they uh what they what, what can they find you rich what they can what can they find sketch nate um and and the website yeah. and you know y'all y'all if y'all if something y'all want to get into please get on their website I've been on there it's got a lot of information on there it's a, it's a dope ass project but what 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 can they find it tell them where you at yeah man niftycastle.io is that's the hub that's the spot for everything that we're building uh, you know nifty castle on Twitter but you know I'm I'm gifted across everything if you want to connect with me personally G I F D E A D on Twitter, Instagram, whatever. But yeah, man, niftycastle.io, that's where it's at. And yeah, man, y'all been delightful and you know, maybe we can do it again, but I, I really appreciate y'all. And, and again, I, I believe in, in what y'all are, y'all are building here too. So, so say, thanks. Say, man, thanks for, uh, thanks for coming on. Thanks for breaking all of that down. Like, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, it's a little bit more I am clear a for me lot now. less confused now. So yes. thank you. I'm, yes. uh, yeah, that's that's what's up, man. Again, I'm I'm happy to do a round two if, if y'all want. Just let me know. I would definitely let you know, man. Looking forward to talking to you soon, man. Thank you for your time. All right, later, y'all. All right, All right man. Rich. All right, bye. All right. So we did it, man. There was a lot of technical terms there. Use right. Google. You niggas like to use Google when oh. you're fighting and arguing with your friends, <laughs> right? Use Time to Google. Google. For um, sure. How you guys feel, man? Y'all feel like y'all know a little something more? I actually do. But, Me but I was already immersed in the space. So it's a lot of things he said that I understood. <laughs> I was a little confused about things. And I think he cleared some of that stuff up for me, which is good. I'm definitely have to talk to him again. Hmm. But, uh, you know, I, I feel confident getting an NFT now because I remember I had a chance to get one uh, earlier this year. And I was like, why the fuck am I buying this? Only because I've heard Gary V talk about it. But now I understand a little bit more about it. When rich people speak, man, it's like... <sighs> Gotta listen Yeah 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 <laughs> it's like, ah, Yeah Gary V did like a 50 minute podcast about it And I'm like He had like He was talking about tops trading cards NFTs yeah. And uh, things like that broken down to me originally. And I was like Hmm And then I saw this page I follow 90s kids only They were launching their first set of NFTs And I was like Well you know Maybe I can get one for the low low real quick But I'm like Well How would I sell it Who would even want this You gotta look at it like I'm gonna put money here And then forget the money yeah, exactly. It's an investment. It's really like buying a piece of artwork and, um, you know, later down the line selling it. Or you just own the rights to it. Yeah. yeah. Like you can buy, like, if I put out a song that's not NFT, the song, someone can own that song and they can, they basically got the rights to that song. Yeah. So anytime somebody wants Dang. to use it, they have to pay them for the song. Yep. I believe. That's I'm about to Damn, NFT. That was a good question. Yeah, I'm about to NFT my, uh, my shit. My um, gray sweatpants and do rag when I, I dropped mean, you that. Should. And the yeah. lyrics. Yeah, and the lyrics. And, and the video. <laughs> <laughs> I think my girl would probably like be very interested in this because you know she an artist herself. Yeah. So you yes. know it might you know be something she interested in. But I'm still confused as fuck. I mean, yeah, you got the right to be for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a, it, a lot to learn. No, it's a lot. But you're also new in the crypto space. Like this is yeah. this is a part of the crypto space. So as you keep digging into what crypto is, yeah, all of those terms that he used, like blockchain, smart contracts, those things are going to become clear to you. That's why I said, although you know, that's why I'm urging the listeners to kind of Google some of this while he was talking. Run it back. Google some of this. Pause yeah. it. Google some of this and get a quick breakdown of what they are because um when you talk to people in the in in the uh in in that space they're going to use a lot of technical terms and that's in all computer right. space. Computer space is just full of technical sperm, right. terms. Well, we're talking crypto, 
Anytime oh, but you talk, talk to somebody that's in any type of space, space. and they start using those technical terms, because he was saying stuff, stuff, I'm like, nerd, nerd, nerd. But we all nerds in some sort. Like, you, yeah. you were nerd when it comes to this editing and shit. Yeah, or I'm, I'm a nerd when it comes to Yeah, and I'm a nerd when it comes to like fighting and UFC and shit. Yeah, and then James, you're a comic <laughs> book nerd. So, I mean, yeah. you're going to use, that. he's going to use terms that you guys are not going <laughs> to understand. James, you are a comic book so nerd. So please Google that stuff. Like you know all the characters. Because it's important. I do. I but do. but I mean, with me having previous information, his 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 like knowledge really opened me up. Now like all the words make sense that I knew. So yeah, I'm, I I, I, I get what it is. That's now what I'm you need to do. You research and then you talk to somebody that's in it, and then it starts connecting. Yeah, yeah all that all that stuff right you're there. reading and things like start that start connecting. connecting. Yeah, that's Nifty Castle. That's yeah. the Nifty Castle. But I definitely, I mean, I don't know what I'm going to get, but I do want to get into the NFT space. You know, I've been putting a little bit of money here and there into crypto, 15 bucks a check, you know what I'm saying? Slowly but surely getting up there. Um, but yeah, I do kind of want to, you know, give me an NFT. I don't know what it's going to be. I seen a, be uh, successful so I can rob you. The DB I want got afro. Oh, you want the Afro DB? You seen it? Nah, I haven't seen one. it. <laughs> Cult- <laughs> cultural appropriation DB? Well, apparently an algorithm spit these out. Yeah, so it's not. Yeah, so it, nobody intended to cultural appropriation. <laughs> <laughs> Which is dope. Like, now that I know that, that's fucking dope. Nah, that is pretty cool, man. Um, yeah, you should get one, man. He said you can get it for the Lolo on uh, right OpenSea. What only, it's only, what, 90 to 10% left? Yeah, yeah. I was looking at Ain't their really. goals. Yeah, they were hitting their goals. And then he said they got another project coming out in February. So you can jump on that. Um, I'm, I'm ready to see what else they do, man. Right. Like, this is dope. I, this is truly dope. I'm trying. I'm going to get myself in this space just like I got into the crypto space. Because, like he said, this is where we're, this is where we're going. You, nah, you like it lying. or not, this is where we're going. Get educated on it. Learn about it now. That way when it comes, you already have your foot down in the space. Because one thing about this world in capitalism like we were just born into it and it's been going on for so long and now we're like we had to learn how to navigate and and how to make money and we're still learning that stuff and you know you got guys that's been on the stock market since wall street first opened these rich billionaires just sucking this dry old money so if you want to get ahead in in this i remember coming this is it when i was uh working in the bank and this kid came in there telling me about bitcoin this was like 2012 i don't even know what the price of bitcoin was in 2012 but i thought the kid was crazy his mom was like, he just needs a bank account. And I'm like, all right. He's telling, telling me about crypto and, uh, well, Bitcoin. And I'm like, that shit sounds stupid. And now look at it. Once you break it down. $50,000 later. Decentralized currency. probably rich as hell. Yeah. Probably. He probably got Bitcoin for $5. Decentralization is the future. That's what I was saying. Now, I, I can see that. Especially it's with people future. losing trust in government and values of money starting to decline. And the craziest thing is, we hate it. But COVID sped it the fuck up. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it was like, hey, oh yeah, sped it right on up. But all right, man. Um, that was the show. Um, y'all know what to do. Y'all know where to subscribe, man. Y'all know where to find Rich Niftycastle.io. Y'all know where to find us. Everything kickingshitpod.com. Go there if you want to see us. If you want to follow anybody on the show, our Instagram is there. You can subscribe to the podcast and the YouTube on kickingshitpod.com. If you old school, you can still get on any digital streaming platform and search KSP. Uh, and on YouTube, it's KSP TV. But kickingshitpod.com, that's where everything is. You go there. You can write us. You can talk to us. We're going to get the fuck out of here. Right. Listen, straight man. up, man. I gotta put it back on. Get your NFT. Nah, go do some research first. Yeah, I was about to say. Then get, then get your Fuck NFT. Fuck around, get hacked. Do your research, then go back and listen to the to the interview. Yeah. The, nah, that was a cool ass interview, man. He, he definitely dropped some jewels and gems on that, and I was like, wow. Okay. Yeah. Hey, man, shout out to him. I didn't give him a hand clap, man. Shout yeah, out to man. Rich. Shout out to Rich, man. Thank you, my brother. I need to follow all that He's stuff. Probably Rich. He will be. I ain't going to count his paper. I ain't going to count his paper. But I ain't count his pockets. Shit, I count them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Listen, happy 2022. Right. Thank you for joining us for the first Monday of the year. Listen, I want y'all to love the life you live and the people in it. Find a positive in every situation and live in the moment because this life is not forever. I'm Jumpman Jones. I'm signing off for Jukebox Johnny and James D. Jellyfish. We will talk to you niggas. See ya. Next week. You need the NFT a joke. Oh, yeah. NFT one joke. Oh, I, I bet you. Know. I bet you somehow that's Fuck it, I want a billion. Balloons, yeah. I just want to blow up condos and my condos. I want to grow up. Dad, are you on the radio?